Welcome to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Brought to you by community partners and sponsors in the um, like Caledonian Financial. Thank you for all your support for Murray County Public Schools and what you do for our community. We really appreciate it. This week on the Big Yellow School Bus, I have some nonprofits in the room. I love bringing our nonprofit agencies into the uh, Big Yellow School Bus and letting them share um, what they do in our community because it's so integral to what we do in Murray County Public Schools with the students and the families. So without further ado, I will introduce on my left, I have Mr. Mark Kirschbaum. Mark is retired, but he's also the president of Crossroads to Home Coalition. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Mark, go ahead and uh, and have you been on? You have not been on the Big Yellow School Bus before. Could you give our listening audience a little history and about you? Sure. Uh, about me, I uh, Jack just said that I retired <clears throat> from Murray Regional uh, just two years ago. I'm a nurse by trade. I uh, for over forty years have worked in a variety of hospital-based uh, healthcare settings. Came to Murray and to Columbia specifically f- about six years ago as a new VP for population health, which was a whole new venture for Murray Regional to try to better understand its position in improving health outcomes in the community uh, and also surviving a lot of change in federal regulation about payment schema for health care and how do we actually start delivering results for communities that last. That's exciting. I didn't, you know, I've known you for a while because I actually I'm a board member at Crossroads to Home Coalition, and I've been on my I'm on my second term. I didn't realize you had been a nurse, so mm-hmm. I knew you had a profession somewhere at Murray Regional. I didn't know what it was, yeah. and so that's very cool. So we're in good hands here. If we ever have any emergencies, we got Mark here to take care of us, don't we, uh, Mike? Yeah, that, that'd be nice to know. <laughs> also in the room today on the Big Yellow School Bus, I have Miss Dawn Taylor. Dawn is the executive director of the Family Center, which is an absolutely fabulous organization. I have history with them also. Welcome to the show, Don. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Don, same thing. If you could tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself and a little history, uh, that would be appreciated. Sure. Well, I've been with the Family Center for nine years now. Has it um, been that long since I was there? Because you were, I, I think when I left the board there, you had just came on as, because yep. um, who had retired? Lolly. Lolly Watson, Lolly Watson yep. had retired and you were coming on as the executive director. It's been yep. nine years? It's been nine years. Well, I was the assistant director for one year. I was Lolly's dire- assistant director trying to learn the ropes for a year and then she retired and I took over and yeah, it's been Did she long. really retire? Because I, I, I see her name out there and I see her in the community doing things and she seems to be having a good time. Well, she seems to be having a good time, so that means she retired. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yep. point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, um, I'm actually from Michigan, which I know is not always... Oh, oh no, no. Don't say negative, because I'm from Michigan also. I was born and raised in uh, the big city of Carson City, Michigan. Nobody knows where it's at. Oh, no. I, I don't even know if I know where that is. No, probably not. <laughs> and um, came down here. had some family down here. Graduated uh, with a degree called Family and Community Services, which nobody had ever heard of. And um, they wanted two years of experience in a social service agency to get a job with this odd degree, and nobody would, nobody would take me. So I found my way down here and fell in love with the the culture and the city, and um, actually worked for the state of Tennessee for 17 years, and then had an opportunity to 
um, I was in Nashville, which, you know, ten, nine years ago, that traffic was already horrible. So to be able to stay here in Columbia and get a job with the nonprofit was just perfect. And and it's just grown from there. Yeah, you do a great job up there at the Family Center. And you have a great board supporting you and everybody there. It's just like any nonprofit in this community. I've been involved with them. I think I started this in about 2013, 2012, 13. I started getting involved in community activism and being board member. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, how rewarding was this? I mean, Boys and Girls Club, so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, did six years with them. It was amazing. Learned so much. That's why I love to have my nonprofit agencies here to tell what you guys are doing. And so today, I would like to take some time, now that you've introduced yourself, um, let's go ahead, and since you're talking right now, Don, let's go ahead and lead into telling people, if they're new to the area, because we have a lot of population growth right now, what is the Family Center and what kind of services do you provide? You don't have to like try to spit it all out in two sentences, you know. Give us a little detail. Well, I think I think the best way to describe us is we just we help everybody who comes in the door any way we can. And it might actually not be something we do, but we will hook them up with somebody. And so a lot of times it's financial assistance, help with rent, utilities, medication, eyeglasses, sometimes it's food. <clears throat> sometimes we only see them during the holidays. We yeah, Let me let me butt in there about the eyeglasses. My daughter who has had some trouble in her life and needed to get glasses for a job, she couldn't afford them. Mm-hmm. So she went up to the family center and talked to one of your folks up there, and they made an appointment, I think, at Cheeks Optical or somewhere like that. And she was able to get a set of glasses, which made her able to do the job that she needed to do to be able to work. Right. And sometimes that's all we ever see people for is is just that one-time thing. It, It. we, there are some families that we serve on a continual basis. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you live on a fixed income, it's hard to meet ends yes. meet. But sometimes we just get that call that says, hey, I just need glasses. Somebody said you would help me, and then we may never see them again. And um, and then sometimes we do end up case managing families and helping them with more resources. But we're just the, the collect-all place that, um, you know, if you need dental assistance, we don't do that, but we know agencies who do, you know. And so it, it's just a great place. And we also – take everything <laughs> so yeah you take donations and I, I know you have that me and you have a good history um a friend of mine named joe would always call me up and say hey i need to get rid of this couch and chair and they're really good shape i go to his house it's like brand new mm-hmm. and you know i called don don says well i don't have room for it but if you want to deliver it to this house we'll take it you can take it right to the person in need and so joe was always excited to help yeah, out yeah. now he lives in chapel hill now so he's not right in columbia he sold his house here but he loved helping. Yeah. He always asked me every time I see him, are you still helping the family center? I said, every chance I get. I mean, I help any nonprofit I can, right. I can help. Right. So it's amazing that you have this facility where you take in things, clothing. You also have a, a store, right? Yes, we have a thrift store called Common Threads. We did that about five years ago. We were, we were being so blessed with stuff that we couldn't hold in our, our building anymore. And so we thought, well, let's just open a thrift store. We sell everything very cheap. And the money comes back to the family center to help people pay their rent and utilities. And what we found was a different population of people. There are people out there that that while they qualify or need to um, get articles of clothing for free or items for free, they they won't for whatever you know pride. Just uh, they want to be a hardworking person. They don't want to be in those lines. 
And so when they could buy a pair of pants for their child for a dollar, it opened a, the doors to be able to serve so many other people. And, and it is a thrift store, and you can find great finds. And we have all different kinds of people that shop there. But our main mission was just to be able to have clothing and household items for people that that couldn't afford to even go to Walmart or the Dollar Tree. Right. So, um, so if we, but if you don't want it to be sold, we still take it at the family center to give away. We have lots of people that say, "I don't want these clothes sell, sold," so we just give them away. Right. So you have that option. The, we so there's literally nothing we don't take. We we'll have people call and say, "Well, I have this, this, and then let me just, I'll just stop you right there." We will take it all. Right. <laughs> you don't have to list what you'll you find a home for. We it. will find a home for it. We will give it away. Um, if you take it to Common Threads and it's not something they can sell, they'll bring it to the family center. If you bring it to the family center and it is something we can sell, we take it to Common Threads. So we just we have this. We need like a shuttle service. It just goes back yeah. and forth between <laughs> buildings. But so just know we help everybody that we can and we take everything. You have a, a dear friend of mine um, from Leadership Murray, class of 2020, the best class ever. You know, you always <laughs> got to say that. Uh, Mr. Uh, Archibald. Oh, Robert, Robert Archibald. Archibald. Yes. Um, he was yes. in my Leadership Murray class, and um, he came to the Crossroads to Home Coalition meeting. So you guys are members of Crossroads to yes. Home Coalition, correct? Yes, yes. We actually have some HUD grants that allow us to find permanent housing. We cannot do the temporary housing. We can't do hotel rooms or anything like that, but we can help you get set up into a place. Sometimes we can pay first month's rent, security deposit, depending on the funding and, and what you qualify for. Um, so we are partners with the other agencies that also do homeless, but we just do it a little differently. And, and um, Robert is what we call our street outreach. So he, when he was hired, it was part of a grant that allowed us to go out into the community. So he is in the woods, he's behind the railroads, he's underneath bridges trying to talk to those homeless people that there, there's a population of homeless that don't really want housing or aren't ready for housing. And so he talks to them, brings them food, tries to encourage them to come either to us or crossroads or um, Room at the Inn is the other nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And so um, he sort of works, tries to work with all of them. And sometimes he's successful. Sometimes he brings them back. Sometimes it's just constantly just going out to the same places. What a great pick to do that. Um, I've known Robert for a while now, and he presented at our Crossroads to Home Coalition, um, um, what is a general meeting, Mark? Quarterly, quarterly, quarterly meeting. meeting. Yeah, did such a great job. Presented some good information. Taught us about what he was doing. Um, great pick. Oh, uh, he's a hard worker, and he um, likes to lift heavy boxes. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really excited for him to be honest. That's always a plus. Yes. Um, and another thing, how much time do we have left, uh, boss, for before oh, the break? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay, we're good. You also have um, an, a very Nice food pantry there. Mm -hmm. And so now there are numerous food pantries in this county. We have one in Mount Pleasant. We have um, Harvest Share. We have the Well Outreach, um, some churches that do some Mm -hmm. food pantries. Every one of these pantries are helping supply people that are hungry. And and it takes multiple. You you can't just have one food pantry. And some, I mean, it's hard for Mount Pleasant folks to get to Columbia. So it's important that there's one in Mount Pleasant. There's one in Spring Hill. There's... Um, I think a church in Kalioka, and even even though we serve between we serve an average of four fifty to five hundred families a month, but we're also very limited in what we can give them. And so, you know, we give them about a week's worth of groceries, hoping that um, either food stamps or their their pay can pick up the rest. But sometimes it doesn't, so mm-hmm. they they have to go to another food pantry to, to get that. And um, and sometimes we see them once a month, sometimes every month, and sometimes we might see them once every six months. But 
Um, we're just we're trying to just be there for for them when they, and we give them meat and dairy and you know the average canned goods. So peanut butter, we always always need peanut butter. <laughs> I know you actually have peanut butter runs. You, you get with the Daily Herald, and you put it in the newspaper, yep. and you have what collections just yep. for peanut butter. Yep. Yep. We did cereal hey. over the summer and that was awesome. We we just wanted to be able to give every child we we give every family a box of cereal, but we wanted to give every child a box of cereal. So we were hoping to get about eight hundred boxes of cereal donated so that May, June, and July we could do that. We ended up doing May, June, July, August and September. Nice. Every child got a box of cereal. And so now we're on our soup drive for September and then we'll take a little break because we need turkeys and toys for the holidays, yeah. and then we'll start up with peanut butter. And Are you ringing uh, the bells again this we year? We are ringing the bells, yes. The, and if you go to familycenter.org, the bell, the kettle is already out there. You can, it says sign up here. You can click on it, and, and we need bell ringers, yes. That's a big deal because when I my previous career and job, um, we would do that at our facility, mm-hmm. and we would sometimes bring in some really good yeah. money for the family yes. center. And I know that was much appreciated, and I think we all had fun doing it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always timed it around payday. <laughs> so, you know, you got people Check. like, okay, I got a little extra money. It's all in the timing. It's all in the timing. It really is. Um, but people, generally speaking, in this community, in this county, are very generous. Oh, yes, for sure. For I, sure. I've been doing this, like I said, since like 2012. And I'm just at awe when I go around in different, in different um, organizations that I'm needing help with and I go ask and I go with a positive attitude thinking, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really not sure if I'm going to get this or not. And they're like, well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I hardly ever get a no. Right. Yeah. It is. It. We have a lot of need in this community, mm-hmm. um, but we have so many givers. And, you know, the cereal, the peanut butter, any any agency that asks for anything, it's just amazing that that if you set a goal, this this community is going to help you reach that goal. Yeah, you look at things like I had the Miracle League on the show a few weeks ago, and in just about a, what was it, a year or so, maybe a little, a little over a year, they needed $1.5 million to build this Miracle League. And if you don't know what a Miracle League, it's the um, baseball field that any child with any ability can use. Mm-hmm. It's a rubber matted field. They needed $1.5. They've already raised $1.2 million. That's awesome. And that's basically coming from Murray County. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's huge. I mean, people give, they want to help, they are passionate about it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we used to say, it, they're not going to give until you ask. You know, sometimes yeah. you just got to be able to make mm-hmm. the ask. So yeah. let me segue to that. How can people help at the Family Center the most? I mean, do you need monetary donations? Do you need food donations? Do you need um, clothing donations? They're all the above, and how can they do all, that? All of the above, but right now we're, we're really getting ready for our holiday season. We do a, a turkey drive where we try to give everyone a frozen turkey and a box of sides. The price of food this year is it's high. It's terrible, and so I'm, we're just worried that people who would normally be able to afford their turkey – are not going to, and we don't want anyone to go without a turkey. And yeah, so, Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, we that's just a, a big thing. It's a we want everyone to sit around the table with their family, you know, talk about their blessings, and the price of a turkey should not um, hinder you for doing that. So yes, honestly, turkeys and toys. That's the other thing. We do a, a big Santa's workshop drive okay. where we collect toys and we we have families sign up and the parents can come and shop. 
Um, the Angel Tree program that used to be in Murray County is no longer. Yeah, um, that was used to be led by the Daily Herald yes. when they had a full complement of people up yes. there. Yes, so where we used to serve 600 families, last year we served, or 600 children, last year we sold, served 1,100 children. Right. So right now we need turkeys and toys. We're, we're just bracing for, you know, the, the uh, we're just going to have so many more people apply is what we're feeling. So if, if you can throw an extra turkey in your basket and bring it to us, or, you know, a couple Barbies in a matchbox car, or, you know, whatever. That's, I think, right So you're now. starting to collect for these now? Yes, yes. Okay. We, we will take, the turkeys we'd like to hold off a little bit longer. Right. They do get big and we have limited. That's the end of September. Yeah. We're coming into October soon. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we'll take everything else. We'll take the peanut butter still. We'll take the toilet paper. We'll take the money. But I think right now, if you can, if you can. Put in your budget the extra turkey and, and a few toys. That would really help us All out. right. Let me ask this. Two things. What is your website address? And how do they find the Family Center? Um, well, the website address is familycenter.org. Familycenter.org. Yes. Okay. Um, and, but really, our Facebook page is our most active. That's how you know exactly what we're doing, You know what days we're collecting. If you're somebody who needs help, those, those dates and how to get help is, is on our um, Facebook page. Or just swing by and come in and say you want to learn more about us, and we'll give you a little tour. Okay, what's the easiest way to get to the Family Center? We are behind the post office on 921 South Beckett Street. So we're, we're behind what used to be the convenience center dumpsters. If yeah, you yeah. Those. I, I was bummed they took those out. I used them regularly. Yeah. The, it, it became a mess, though, when they got it too did. busy. It did. And so I kind of got why they took them out, because it was hard to maintain. It, it was. Um, and the county has graciously leased us that land. And so we're going to turn all of that grass area into a great big community garden next year. Awesome. So, yeah, so, so it's going to go from trash to treasure. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Trash to treasure right there. Yep. Um, so the Family Center is located on Beckett Street. Yep. What was the address again? 921. 921 Beckett Street. It's kind of behind um, Harris Foodland and yes. the post office area. Mm-hmm. So if you turn off West 7th right by Harris Foodland, Go down a couple blocks, you'll see the Family Center on the left, right? Yes. yes. And if you want to visit their website, make a donation, it's familycenter.org. Yes, correct. What a great organization. Um, I've always been passionate about what you guys do and appreciate what you do. And um, I think our, our that I mentioned that great Leadership Murray class of 2020. <laughs> I believe we raised about $15,000 and gave it to the food pantries. Remember we you presented did, you guys you with did. a check? You did. And... Um, I think you gave us five thousand yeah. out of that. Yeah, yeah. We, we, that it was, was it was strictly for food pantries. Yes. So there was, was I awesome. think there was the Mount Pleasant, um, the Family Center, the Harvest Share, and the Well Outreach. Yeah. So we we split up all the monies we collected, and we did the asks, and then presented the money. Yes, that was awesome. And this was in the heat of COVID because if you remember, this was um, class of twenty twenty. I was basically twenty twenty one October. It started and it was supposed to end. In like June, well, March, middle of March, towards the end of March, COVID hit and Mm -hmm. the whole world stood still for a while trying to figure out, we don't want to die. How are we going to do this? Mm -hmm. You know, everybody was in panic mode. And so Leadership Murray kind of sat back and said, what are we going to do? We're in the middle of this really great great, um, thing called Leadership Murray. How can we proceed? And so we had a couple meetings, you know, we all wear masks and everything and we were talking and talking and Finally, I just said, let's raise money for food pantries because they awesome. need it so bad right it, now. It was great timing. People were hungry, and there were so many things going on. 
Well, we have to go to break. So after the break, we're going to come back with Mark Kirschbaum from Crossroads to Home and Don Taylor for Family Center. And we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on at Crossroads after we hear from our sponsors. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. Brought to you by Community Partners, Caledonian Financial, and many others. We thank you for your support for the community. Wow, what a great show so far. Thank you, Don, for all that information about the Family Center. You're welcome. Um, it's just an amazing organization. And now I want to give Mark, you you need to get a chance to get in and tell about the Crossroads to Home. I'm actually on the board of directors at Crossroads to Home, which is a great organization um, and the things we do. But I'm going to let you, because you're more of a subject matter expert, you're the president, go ahead and tell our listening audience a little bit about what is Crossroads to Home and what is it we do? Well, let me start by saying how we began. In 2019, a small group of leaders at Murray Regional uh, Health Center uh, recognized that we were beginning to discharge patients to the parking lot. That means that uh, after an acute illness and hospitalization, um, they had nowhere to go. They were, and sometimes they needed ongoing care, and that just created a, a very big challenge. That turned into us convening a lot of stakeholders in the community to try to better understand the wraparound services, the folks who had at least a, a hand in homelessness uh, in the greater uh, Columbia area. Uh, that uh, ultimately translated into us starting a 501c3, a nonprofit. We started as a convener. We uh, tried to connect agencies um, and, and over that first course of time actually learned an awful lot. Um, the, the work snowballed in that one thing, at least in my discovery, was that a lot of these agencies existed, but they existed in a niche and they also didn't always know the other agencies. So I think, as John said, there are multiple agencies in the greater Columbia and Murray County area uh, delivering services to our target population, which is the homeless. Um, but they're, they're not always connected and don't always know each other. And sometimes we even share clients and, and don't have a conversation about what we're doing with them. Um, after 2019, one of the ways that we decided to get better engaged in the community was to open a drop-in drop center, a drop-in cafe. Um, we had had conversations with folks uh, from Oregon to Florida uh, uh, with their approaches and how they got started. Um, and we really needed, we believe, to understand better um, the, the people we were trying to serve. So we opened, a, we are now open Monday through Friday uh, in the bottom of Harvest Share on 9th and Galloway. A very small drop-in cafe, um, but it was really a means to get to meet uh, meet the homeless uh, on their turf, give them a little respite. Sometimes they need a place to warm up, sometimes to cool off. Um, we provide a shower, uh, a meal, uh, but what we're really trying to do is better understand what their reason for homelessness is and try to get underneath uh, whether there's a way we can help them uh, get back on their feet and establish a secure home, a secure place to sleep and to live. That's a, that's an interesting history, um, and and I love how you formed this out of a need to bring people together so they could um, try to help solve this problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not going to be solved overnight, obviously, and we have places like Room in the Inn, like um, Don had mentioned earlier, and I know, being on the board, that we do a lot with Room in the Inn, um, but 
this whole idea and the whole premise of this this cafe that's on West Ninth and Galloway in Columbia is a perfect opportunity for somebody. And I'll, I, since I know a little bit, I'm gonna say, do we still provide the mailbox services? Yeah. So one of the important learning there were a number. We've continued to learn every week. Uh, right. I would say so. Our learnings were myriad, uh, especially that we had an underestimation of the number of homeless in uh, Columbia and Murray County. A lot of folks who are homeless don't want you to know they are. Um, Don earlier talked about pride. Um, that's a very strong component to, to the folks that we're serving. Um, we, um, to your question though, one of the another couple of learnings that we had is. Um, you really can't get a, you can't apply for some governmental support and services unless you have an address. Well, you're homeless. You don't have an address. Right. So one of the things that we did was step in and provide a physical address. So we are a temporary address for many of the homeless that we, uh, who ask us to provide that service for them. Another problem that we encountered was uh, you can't get a job without an ID, but I don't, I've lost my ID. My wallet was stolen for whatever reason, they don't have a local ID. So we actually work to help them get their ID um, and um, pay, paperwork that they sometimes need in order to get a job. Well, I can imagine people that are in that position that are homeless, they pretty much don't have anything. You know, the, the, um, the, the wallet or the purse has been stolen or gone for many, many moons, and they just don't know where to turn to. So providing a service like that is amazing. And being able to help people get their identification to be able to get gainful employment. Yeah. That's huge. And, you know, f for us, it's uh, we, we learn to stop asking, do you need food, and start asking, when did you last eat? So um, we're not a food pantry, although we do have what we call Friday food bags. If it will help stretch them over the weekend when we're not open, um, but we will refer them to the uh, uh, Harvest Share, refer them to the Family Center. Yeah, all basically within blocks of each. I mean, you're in yep. the Harvest Share building, and then Family Center is a block away. Yep. Yeah, so. So I, we're cross-referring all the time, yeah. um, sending folks to each other. Um, and, and those a couple of uh, unique services that we found to be useful, um, I think, are still very much needed. And there are a lot of folks who are providing services already uh, to people who have an addiction history or people who are escaping domestic violence. Um, we know that's not our niche. We know that's not what we do. And so we know who to refer them to and, and where to get them some additional help uh, that's really important to their their survival. That's amazing. Um, people, there are homeless people in our community, and you'll see them sometimes at the entrance to Walmart looking for any kind of handout they can get. And, you know, I personally have had that in my life, not myself, but in my family. And I know how terrible it is and how helpless people feel. So the fact that we have places like the Family Center and the Crossroads to Home Coalition Cafe, um, Room in the Inn, I mean, these are um, places that are desperately needed. And I love when we have our quarterly meetings. Because when we get our quarterly meetings, there'll be this room filled with all these nonprofits. We need to have a, a video camera in there talking you know, to everybody and, and interviewing people because it's so powerful to learn the passion of each one of these individuals like Robert Archibald who came in and presented and just all that happens in a quarterly meeting and all these people. It's, it's just overwhelmingly amazing. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love it. Uh, I think it's needed. Um, it's, it's a blessing 
um, to be a part of such organizations. One of the things you said that sparked a thought for me is uh, one of my, uh, you know, I'm a nurse by trade. I worked in healthcare. I didn't, uh, I knew social service agencies and the need and sometimes what it takes for creative community-based care. I was fully unaware of how big the problem really is in, in me too. the city I live in. Yeah. So I assumed there were a handful of folks, and the common lore was that you, uh, the homeless could be counted on a couple of hands. Um, in our first year of service, um, as we were growing and learning, we saw about 120 unique individuals, uh, new clients, if you will, mm-hmm. in about 18 months. We're now seeing 10 a week. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're well on a course to seeing over 300 this year. And That's unique uh, individuals. Unique individuals. And that's not the numbers we serve every day. Um, those are the new touches, new people right. that we're meeting. Um, so 10 a week. Uh, the numbers are growing, we believe, for a few reasons. Um, during COVID, there were some protections put in place that uh, prevented folks from being evicted from their rent, their current lo- location. Mm-hmm. Those uh, protections have lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, as there has been housing growth in ne- greater Nashville, um, I think that uh, impact is pushing farther out in concentric circles, and that now includes Columbia. And we have uh, landlords who are able to rent at a higher rate than before. Yeah, so absolutely. we've got people losing properties. Affordable housing is an incredibly important issue right now. And we're seeing, I think, that growth for a number of reasons. But one of them clearly is that people just can't afford the place. To yeah, I, I think I've seen on the, um, one of the local news ch- channels in Nashville, they were interviewing a young lady that um, she says, I can no longer afford to live where I work. Because she works in Nashville and she's in the service industry. Mm-hmm. She says she loves her job. She loves what she does. She's passionate about it. But she all of a sudden is outpriced out of the area where she's been for pretty much her whole life. And that comes with some growth and everything. I'm curious. You know, I, I know our numbers have went up. And Don, are you guys experienced at the Family Center the same thing? Where oh, yes. Your numbers are, sure. are getting higher? When I first started, um, one of my jobs was, I was called the Action Coach. It was a weird title, but um, it was supposed to help people that were homeless, about to be homeless, or just needed some other life skills support. And we would see maybe one homeless person a month. Um, and back when the Polk Motel was um, up and running, they would rent hotel rooms to us for $19 a night. So we could put somebody up in a mm-hmm. hotel for like two weeks. And then that helped us. And we were able to take that person, if they wanted housing, from off the streets into the hotel and into a place to live for, you know, m- minimal amount of money. Right. Um, that was nine years ago. We, we see about 50 individuals a month that are homeless or about to be homeless. Like, like they've, they've yeah, been evicted. So the numbers have dramatically yes, increased for you, it's, too. It's crazy. And it's, it's all different situations, like Mark said. And um, we see a lot of people who, majority of the people we are seeing are the ones that are getting um, evicted right. um, or, or are evicted and living on, you know, grandma's couch but can't stay there for very long. because. But then the problem is... There's no place for us. We may have the funding to help you move into a place, but there's no place to move into. Right. Or it's $2,000 a month, and they couldn't even afford the $1,200 a month. So exactly. we're really, we are looking outside the county limits. And unfortunately, it's still affordable to live in Summertown mm-hmm. and in Marshall County. So that's where... Those are great areas, too. They are, but, you know, when their whole family's here and their mm-hmm. life is here, and if it's a senior, their doctors are all here, they, they just, they don't want to move. They I, don't want to leave. If I, if I may ask, is there currently, uh, do y'all 
are you able to offer transportation services for some of these situations? Uh, like you said, you've got somebody housed on the edge of town. They've got a doctor's appointment in town. That's 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 a long walk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and longer than they can probably need or want to do or whatever you know or can do. Is there? Do you all, uh, either one of you, offer transportation services or are able to do that yet? No, we we really can't do that. Um, If they're on the trolley line, that's helpful. Um, And sometimes they can call SCATS and sometimes My Ride Murray might pick them up. But um, no, transportation is definitely an issue. It's clearly an issue. One thing that we did learn to do is we have have bought um, vouchers for the trolley. And if it helps people... Get to an appointment, get to the DMV, get to a job interview. Uh, we're able to give them a short-term hand. Um, there, we're also learning what other services uh, are available. John's already mentioned a few. Church-based mums program will help people mm-hmm. if they um, are actively uh, at gaining work. So they'll help give them get a ride to and home from work. Um, and, and so we'll connect with other services, but that that's a need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, okay. Mike. Um, th- there's things like that, and. The housing, obviously, is a a big issue, and we do our best at Crossroads to Home and Room in the Inn and Family Center. One of the things I really liked back from my memory with being with Family Center was we didn't just always give a handout at the Family Center when I was there. We would say, we'll give you this, but in order to continue helping you, we need you to try to better yourself. We need you to try to get a job. We'll help you with your resume. We'll help you with this stuff. We'll help you get back on your feet. Is that still the premise? We, yeah, we do. There, it depends on which program they're in. Sometimes sometimes they're on their feet. They've got, you know, two-parent households, but something happened, car broke down. Right. You know, so we do see a lot of those folks who just need that one-time service. But if it's anybody that we're putting in housing, part of the HUD grant requirement is that you give them wraparound services. So we don't just put them in a house and say, good luck, have fun. Yeah, you we're know. not going to give you clothes for a week and right. food for a week and housing for a week. We're going to say, let's yeah. help you and let's do the whole thing. Typically, we try to, to support them for at least three months, depending on what they need, longer if it is. But, yeah, we, we tried to – because. You can't take somebody that's lived off the street and, and put them in a house and say, good luck. Re- yeah. you know, remember to pay your rent in a couple months. So I, I, I remember you had quite a staff there of people, professionals that work there and help people. You have quite a few people there now? We do. We do. We, we have um, Lisa, who's been there for a long time. She's got a master's in social work. We have... Annette and Robert. What does Lisa do, though? Oh, she's our Good Samaritan coordinator. So she helps with the financial assistance, rent okay. utilities, eyeglasses, medication. And then Annette and Robert are homeless people that, that do the wraparound services and, okay. and follow them. Um, and then we have, um, you know, lots of volunteers that get involved that, you know, will go out and do home visits with Robert and Annette and just, just want to be involved with, you know, just helping support the homeless or, or just... Anybody, really, if, if you're not homeless but you need extra help, we'll still follow you around, make sure you've got food, clothes for your kids, you know, whatever whatever you need. We're just kind of one of those agencies that, you know, depending on what the need is, we meet you where you're at, we'll follow you if you want, we'll leave you alone if you don't. Right. And you provide the resources and the tools yes. to improve your situation. We do. We used to have a lot of lot more educational classes. Um, we haven't been able to pick those back up because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not because we can't have the classes, but it just felt like after COVID lifted, people didn't want to attend classes. Yeah, we've had a, we've struggled with that, 
And so now we're trying to do more educational things yeah. online. So we're we're taping ourselves doing goofy things to show somebody how to cook a turkey or or how to. Oh, you want me to come make a video? I have a face for radio, but I'm we, happy to hey, do that. You got a skill you want to help? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Mark, it, it's amazing that we have all these um, entities, these nonprofits in our coalition. Mm-hmm. And you know, a family center being one of them. And gosh, if you go to our website, what's our website address again? Crossroads to home.com. Crossroads to home.com. If you go to the partners, there's a, a page that just seems to go on for a little while of all the partners that have that have joined the coalition at Crossroads to Home. Crossroads to Home is is an interesting entity because we rely on that coalition to be what we are. You know, we have a cafe, and Mark's the president of this organization, but we really rely on the partnerships that we build in the community. And one of the challenges we've had is just keeping that information current and accurate about what services are being provided and how to reach uh, an agency and how to add an agency to a directory, if you will. We've gotten our coalition to engage on something called Mm findhelp.org. Findhelp.org was an independent service nationally available, uh, but they'll index all of the available services in a community. So we connect to that and ask people to sign on to findhelp.org. It's a nice, useful resource for anybody for help. Well, we have to take another break, but we'll be back with Mark Kirschbaum and Don Taylor after a word from our sponsors. Welcome back to the Big Yellow School Bus, Murray County Public Schools talk radio show and podcast on 101.7 FM WKOM. What an amazing show today. I love bringing organizations into this radio show that help the students and families of Murray County Public Schools and our entire county. What a blessing it is to have such great organizations. You know, and I could I could try to go ahead and list a bunch of them in my head right now, but I'd probably miss some important ones, so I'm just going to say Let's focus on who we have in the room right now. So, Mark, during the break, you were talking about some things you would like to let our listening audience know that, about the needs and stuff. So, uh, Crossroads and Home Coalition is a nonprofit. We are absolutely dependent on the generosity of local individuals, but especially churches who have come to our aid. Um, we have an ongoing need for financial support. We are a very small organization living on a shoestring um, so financial support is still very much of, uh, of a need for us. Um, we also depend on some key individuals who bring us donations for, uh, we, we make sandwiches, we provide a, you know, a couple of pieces of clothing for people who are short today. Um, so we get those donations from local generous supporters. And then lastly, we always need volunteers. And that means uh, taking advantage of your talents from everything from data entry to um, willingness to clean and, and organize to um, staffing our, our cafe on our Monday through Fridays for a four-hour shift. So um, we're, we're highly dependent on folks who have it in their heart to keep the homeless in mind. This is the volunteer state, and I work with a lot of different organizations, and volunteers are key to everything. Um, I've had the Well Outreach Food Pantry on here before, and if it wasn't for volunteers, I don't think that organization could function. Yeah. Um, same with the Family Center. You, mm-hmm. you rely heavily on volunteers. Oh, yeah. Twenty. We, we would love to have 20 volunteers um, on our rolls at any good time. Because of COVID, we lost a, a- Yeah. Probably about half, but we're starting to get that back up. So, yes, we need volunteers as well. Yeah, you know, the whole um, upset in COVID and everything, it, it 
it caused a little hiccup in, mm-hmm. in our society. And what we're starting to live with this and we're starting to deal with it and we're starting to get it back to a sense of normalcy. So if, if you're passionate about helping and if you're passionate about making a difference in your community for those that are struggling for whatever reason, reach out to the Family Center, reach out to the Crossroads to Home Coalition. Um, Crossroads to Home is in the Harvest Share Food Pantry and the lower level on West 8th Street, no, West 9th Street in Galloway. Galloway. And just down the road, like a block away, is the Family Center on Beckett Street. On Beckett Street. Um, They're almost a stone's throw from each other. Um, So, right in this area, right behind the post office and the Harris Foodland, you have great opportunities to help. And volunteers are desperately needed. Um, Money is desperately needed, as Mark just said. You know, the the Crossroads to Home Coalition functions off donations. And I want to, you know, we'll do our shout outs at the end of the show, but I want to, I hope this wasn't your shout out because I want to shout out Murray Hills Church. They've done an amazing job of supporting Crossroads to Home on our mission. And I say ours because I'm part of that board. They've done so many things. I've heard Mr. Pastor um, Russ Adcox on the air on his uh, broadcast saying on his Facebook, on videos, people, we need help. Let's get some money. Let's get some help. And and their organization, their church has actually helped us a great deal. So if you're um, on a church board or something, thank you. You know, all the things you guys do in our community to help the nonprofits. Um, Of course, Family Center has a a great opportunity because you have grants Mm -hmm. that you can get. Um, I think all nonprofits have some opportunity to get grants, and grant writing is a skill. If you have a passion of helping and want to help one of these organizations write a grant, reach out to them. I mean, your skills and are so needed. I'm on a, a president of a board. I won't mention that because I need to bring them on the show right now. But they're in desperate need of a grant writer. And so I actually talked to somebody at Columbia State Community College that writes grants, and he's going to do it on a – uh, volunteer basis. I'm like, really? You don't need money? <laughs> and he's like, nah. He says, it's all about helping. So if you have that ability to volunteer, don't hesitate because the need is real. The organizations helping people, they need to help. They can't do it all by themselves. And volunteering, you're in Tennessee, the volunteer state. Come on, people, let's get up and, and uh, make a difference. Um, what are the immediate needs that you need at Family Center? Because well, I'm gonna have to go to transition here to the the shoutouts here shortly. I'm I, gonna... I think everything Mark said: financial assistance, volunteers, um, items, food, all of that stuff. Just clean out your closets and and bring them in, and and we'll figure out what to do with it. The other right. thing I'll I'll add to that is those of you that, that do help and, and can help, talk it up a little bit. You know, that's one of the things that you know, we mentioned during the break was that we needed. Uh, you know, I didn't. You know, I've been here teaching for over twenty years in the in the public system. Another five or ten years in the private system, and really didn't know about half of the organizations that are out there. So, uh, those of you that are part of it, and, and and you're you're getting, don't be afraid to talk to your neighbors about it, and 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 spread the word that these people are out here. Uh, these groups are out here. They not only offer services, but they need your help to Absolutely. continue to offer these services. We have, and in a so- social media way, uh, like our mm-hmm. Facebook page, mm-hmm. we, there's a 
Crossroads the Home Post Facebook page and our website. Yeah, and, and Don, that men- Don mentioned that that's a power, uh, good place to get information for the Family Center, too. Social media is powerful, and pages do not require an account to see. So don't have to sign up for Facebook just to see a Crossroads to Home page or a Family Center page. Well, we're going to be running limited on time, so I'm going to switch right gears right now and go into the shout-outs. So, Mark, give us your shout-out. Uh, shout out to uh, a person who's really stepped up locally just to help us. Uh, we have a fundraiser coming up in February around Valentine's Day uh, for the Crossroads to Home. And uh, Neely King has decided to lend her expertise, leadership, and enthusiasm to help us get organized and uh, pull off a successful fundraiser. So I'm excited a, to have her on board. There's a community member who's really stepped up to help us. We appreciate that. Excellent shout out. Don, do you have a shout out? I just want to shout out to my staff and volunteers. It's going to be a, um, a roller coaster of a ride over the next three months trying to serve everyone and take in these turkeys and give them out and all the toys. And so just um, shout out that they are hanging with us. And if you want to join this fun roller coaster, we would love to have you. Excellent shout out. Coach, you got a shout out. Yeah, more of a, a shout out and a prayer to all those people who are getting ready uh, to volunteers that are mobilizing right now. Some are already on the road to Florida uh, and some are kind of hanging back to wait and see where the greatest need is going to end up because we don't know exactly where this hurricane Ian is going to hit. But uh, a shout out to all those people who, who do these things. Uh, they go to these disaster centers and, and, and stuff and, and do a lot of work. They're getting ready to have their hands full. Uh, this is a big storm coming in. Uh, and, you know, Tennessee's always done a great job of sending help when, when help is needed. Uh, like you said, there's already people mobilizing. There's already people on the way down there to get ready for it. But I also know a whole bunch of groups are just kind of sitting on the on the ready switch waiting to see where the greatest need is, and that's where they're going to head. So I'll shout out to all those people and a prayer for your safety. And uh, Great, great shout like out, that. Mike. Um, you know, I hadn't even thought about what's going on here in our world right now, and it is of a major hurricane about to um, approach Florida. So great shout out. My shout out is to my family, my friends, my colleagues. Thank you for everything you do to support me and everything in our community. Well, that's it for this edition of the Big Yellow School Bus. I want to thank you for joining Don Taylor, um, Mark Kirschbahn, Coach Mike, and myself. Have a great day.